All right, welcome to the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. Andrew's going to be joining us here in a few minutes, but I'm going to start this with our good friend, former NHLer Dave Capuano. Dave, thanks for joining us today to talk some Bruins playoff preview. Well, exciting time here in Bruins land. Yeah, no kidding. So let's just recap your thoughts on the end of the regular season. Bruins basically breaking every record, but what's been most impressive to you? Uh, I think that that just, you know, they they won the division a long time ago, right? So I think they had that. I think the, the goal in sight for them was to try to, you know, get to this record and break the record. And I and I think it's been impressive the way, you know, they they've done that. They've seen every game, you know, they get down, they get down, they score. It seems like within two minutes, they come back, they score, they tie a game, they take the lead. And, and it just, you know, changes the momentum of every single game. Um, it's just, it's been impressive to me, you know, how many plays up and down the lineup, um, have helped and, uh, you know, just in the little last bit here, I think, um, you know, that Bertuzzi line with Poster and Zaka has been just tremendous. Um, that's kind of a, I, I have a tough time splitting that line up, but what do you do with Krejci? So, um, but it's that's one of the interesting things. And I, I don't think Marshawn's been at his best all season either. And hopefully, you know, during the playoffs, he can, um, you know, you know, pick it up to the next level, which I think he will. Yeah. And I know off air, we talked a little bit about Bertuzzi. I expressed a, sort of a slow start, unsure. And you had talked about injury and kind of said, hey, Jim, you know, you got to understand coming back from injury is not an easy thing. He's come back. He's gotten a lot of ice time. But again, um, what do you think his role is for this playoffs? And like you said, Krejci is coming back. He's day-to-day. Where are we going to put Bertuzzi? I think the Bruins, I think that Montgomery's kind of like, it was a, you know, learning tool, learning session for him too, to see, you know, what Bertuzzi was capable of and where were the best situations for him. And they found a, a nice role for him and, in front of the net on the power play where he seems to, to really excel. Um, very smart player. Um, you know, they've tried a lot of guys there and I think Bertuzzi's definitely going to be one of his roles where he gets to that front of the net and scores some gritty goals, which you, obviously is very important in the playoffs because the pretty goals are, go by the wayside. So, uh, and I think he's just, you know, he's a smart, smart player, moves the puck well, uh, thinks the game well, and I think you got to put him with the right players. Uh, obviously, if, if he's with those the players that think the game well, he's going to do well. I think you put him on the third or fourth, third line, third line season, it'll be a little more difficult for him. So uh, I, I think Montgomery will find a, a way to get him where he needs to be. And to, let's talk real quick about Montgomery. What a situation that he's, you know, got into, I mean, Bruins didn't really plan on having the season that they've had. What's Montgomery done. That's been so impressive to you as a coach. I think, well, number one, I think every one of those guys have bought into to his coaching style. And I think he's, he's, you know, he's, he realized what a veteran team he's had. He has, and he kind of let them play. And I don't, I think, from day one, he's let them play and, and let them create and do the things they need to do. Um, and they kind of bought into they bought into his coaching style. And I think that's the most important thing. 
and they trust him. And I, and I think he must be a great communicator because I think either way, I think that's what you want as a player, someone who you walk into and he's honest to you and tells you like it is and, and communicates well all the time. I mean, sports writers have talked about his positivity as a coach and the culture of the locker room. But I mean, I mean, let's face it, when you're winning, the, there is positivity everywhere and the culture is going to be great because you're breaking records. Uh, but if you're on the Bruins team and you're giving them advice as a seasoned vet here going into the playoffs, as far as you're used to winning, we're breaking all these records. What's the message you would send to them going into the playoffs? I, I don't think you change anything that you did all year. I think that 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 you got to coach the way you coached all year. You, you brought what got you there, and I think that's the message that I'm sure Jim's going to have. I don't think anything's going to change. Dave, let's shift a little to goaltending here. Uh, uh, Jennings winners, Allmark and Swayman. Uh, nothing but good things to say about those two guys. Uh, but what's impressed you most about Allmark, well, and Swayman this season? Well, I think Olmark has has been good from obviously the start to the end. That's kind of I mean both of them, but Olmark especially, I think never had a letdown, never had um really a bad stretch. Obviously, I mean the team didn't, but you know, impressive to, to keep it up the whole entire year. And and I think from day one, uh, you know, and I don't know why, but he's been seeing the puck tremendously this year. Um and his glove has been just unbelievable. Uh, you know, as far as Swayman, every time he comes in, he's, you know, he's been, uh, he's been tremendous. And I think the competition, I'm sure the competition in practice, the, the competition they have together, their, their, uh, you know, their closeness that they, that those two have, I think has um, obviously led to just great things for both of them. Andrew. So, so Dave, I'm curious because, uh, Swayman is most likely possibly pricing himself out. The Bruins have a lot of bonus overages, not to get too far into the numbers game, the contracts, but Bergeron and Krejci, most likely retiring. We're just assuming, but let's say they do. Do you think Swayman is pricing himself out? I mean, this is the first time we've had Bruins goaltenders with 40 wins and over 20 wins between two goaltenders. So do you think he's going to be too expensive for the Bruins uh, to sign and we should get a haul for him over the summer? Or do you think it's important that he's going to be part of this um, this core going forward? Oh, I think it's a tough call. And in this NHL today, I think, you know, someone comes calling um, and, and pays him, you know, pays him. I, I, I think the Bruins, there's no way they can keep him. And that is unfortunate. But uh, keep it, uh, sticking to playoffs here, defense, McAvoy. Um, Orloff and Lindholm just been solid, solid. Um, do you see any cracks in the Bruins defense team? You know, I don't, Jim. I, I, I think that's, you know, I think that's the key. I mean, I think defense and goaltender is going to be the key. Obviously, it's always the key in the playoffs, but I think it's going to be the key for the Bruins. You know, you don't want to see them winning five, four, six, five games. I mean, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to be games like that. Um, but, you know, just like they did all year, I mean, they, you know, they won a lot of shootouts, which they don't have anymore. But, um, 
you know, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those things where they got to, you know, we talk about this all the time. Those, those D have to stay healthy. Uh, I, I think they're really, they are really healthy going in. And, and I think that's the key. Um, and they have a lot of depth there. I mean, Grizzly, Clifton, I mean, those guys are all, I mean, they're solid top four defensemen in the NHL and they Bruins have a lot of them. So, um, and obviously Forberg is a, a huge key too. I think, I'm not sure when he's coming back. Um, but I think they need him back in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's back. Yeah. Um, so I just took a look at uh, the practice lines, and it looks like Grizzlick and uh, Zaboral are the two that are sitting. So Clifton and Forbert are dressed. So it looks like Grizzlick. What do you think about that, Dave? Do you think uh, sitting Grizzlick's a smart decision over, let's say, a Forbert or a Clifton? Well, especially for the playoffs. I think that that Clifton's a more physical guy, and I think that's why they're going to go with him. But I think that Falberg, you need him. I think he's just a, he's a winner, and I think he's he's got that that winning mentality and blocking shots and being physical. and And I think you just you need him in your lineup. I think he's a he's a guy that can win you a Stanley Cup, and it's I think he's very one of those very guys on the you know out you know on the no one talks about, but is very important cogs that to this team. So all the injuries uh, seem to be coming back, right? Krejcic, Foligno, uh, you know, you take your pick. Uh, they're all projected to be ready to go for the playoffs. That's a lot of depth that the Bruins have not had in years and years and years. Um, talking the vets now, Bergeron's prone to injury, even Marchant now. Uh, do you see the opponent? in this case, Florida, which we're going to talk about in a minute, going after the McAvoy, who seems to not be total 100%, or one of our other star players, and wearing them and grinding them down? Or, I mean, I, 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 I mean, McAvoy is, I mean, he's just a bull, and so is Lindholm. I mean, those guys, defensively, I'm not worried about it. It's it's up front, Jim. I mean, Bergeron's older, and Marchand's older. Those are, and, and Krejci's older. I mean, those are, I mean, I, I think the Bruins, you know, obviously have a great, great chance to to win this thing, and um, it's all going to come down to health, and that and then that's going to be the key through this playoff run. If they can stay healthy, obviously you're gonna you're gonna lose a guy here or there, but if they can stay healthy, um, they're going to be a tough team to beat. But if if they lose Bergeron or lose Marshawn or lose Krejci, I think it's going to be a tough task for them. Andrew. So who do you think is going to be X factor in this series on both teams? Cause I know that Kachuk, um, he, he's been on fire over hundred points. You know, he's going to go after all of our players, but who do you think is going to be the X factor on the Bruins as well? Because I think there's going to be some unsung heroes in this, maybe like a Hathaway or Bertuzzi. Who's new. Do you have any predictions? I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see for Florida. I think you're going to see the, Reinhardt's and the Vahegis or the Bennett's and for the Bruins, I think you'd have to see the halls, the coils, the Zaka. I mean, I think those are going to be the guys. Um, those are going to be the guys that, that are going to, you know, that's usually what happens in a series. Um, and again, I, I think that the key for the Bruins in this series is going to be penalty kill. If they continue to do what they're doing on their PK, I think they're gonna they'll have they they can win this series if 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 Florida gets hot on their power play, um, 
it's going to be, it's, it could be a long series. It's tough to criticize the Bruins, but one thing, and it's even tough to criticize this, they're like 11th or 10th in uh, power play goals this season, which is still good, but I mean, they're like number one or two in everything else. It seems like the Bruins are maybe have been lately doing one pass too many on the, on the, on the power play. How are they going to settle down that power play? And I know they got their set plays, but it just seems to me watching it just one too many passes and they're, they're missing an opportunity. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I think lately, to be honest with you, Jim, I think lately pasta has been shooting the puck. I think once he got, 50 goals or 49, 48. I think he wanted to get the 50. And then once he got 50, he wanted to get the 60. So I'm hoping that he learned that he needs to shoot the puck, you know, and um, obviously he's a great, he, he sees the ice well. And, and when it presents to him um, the opportunity to, to shoot, he needs to shoot. And I think, I think that's been a really good learning for him the last month and a half a season. Cause he's always kind of passed first, right? He gets his 40, 45, but he could get 60 if he shot the puck. So, um, but I mean, that's just that, that's just that team. That's the way Montgomery lets them play. Um, if it doesn't work, I, I'm sure the coaching staff will talk to them more about shooting the puck. Um, you know, but I mean, you look up and down this lineup for, for Florida too. I mean, look at Ekblag with 38 points. I mean, you look at Montero with 73 points. Um, how impressive is that as a defenseman? Um, you know, so, you know, you look at Florida's lineup. I mean, they're, they're definitely capable. Uh, I mean, you know, Stahl, 14 goals. Cousins, 8 goals. Lomberg, 12 goals. Um, Reinhardt, 31. Uh, I mean, they, they have the capability of um, of having secondary scoring. Yeah, Florida has been on a hot streak, like you said at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, looks like they got about three and a half goals average per game since their trade deadline, and they got hot. So they are hot going in here. They have bought the Bru- uh, beat the Bruins twice, 5-2 in November and a 4-3 overtime um, after that. So they have found a way to crack the Bruins, so to speak. Um what about their goaltending? They got Burgowski. Uh, Knight was, uh, he's out because I think he's got some sort of personal issues. And their third stringer, who's actually been playing well, um, I heard that they might go with the, you know, the quote third string. And I can't remember, Andrew, you might know his name. I can't remember off the top of my head. But you've got to go with the vet. Right, Dave? Well, you would think, but I, I, from what I'm reading, I think that the, is it Lion? Yeah, uh, Lion. Yep, Lion is is gonna play. So yeah. it's 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 gonna be the um, right. It's gonna be the the dark horse in the room if if he can play the way he played the last seven games. I think it's 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 it's, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the difference of the series. Um, yeah, if he, he he went to the Calder Cup, and I don't know if they won it. I, I'd have to look it up, but I know he's got American League playoff experience, but no NHL playoff experience, but he's hot. Yeah. Andrew, you, th- you know. Yeah. Thoughts, Andrew? Dave, I'm just curious. What, what do you think is the, I know you guys talked a little bit earlier. What do you think is the biggest maybe issue or, or glaring weakness for the Bruins going forward? And I know that might be hard to pinpoint maybe the power play, but what do you think something that the Bruins is in particular, the first round needs to make sure they can get out of? Uh, sometimes like they, <laughs> Habits, but it's just weird. But I don't. 
I don't see them losing in four games. I, I find that hard to believe given how the season has gone. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that at all. I, I think that I think the key here is is we just talked about is goaltending. Is they're gonna their goaltending, uh, you know, can the Bruins jump on this rookie and 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 get his confidence out the door, and then they have to bring in the Borowski uh, and you know, does he come in and and say, okay, this is my team? You know, it's gonna be one of those type of series, and it's and you know the one thing the Bruins have had all year is goaltending. So I don't, I just don't see any weaknesses in this team lineup and I, the leadership that they have. Is 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 so important. So I just I, I I just don't see it. And I again it's but hockey's a funny thing. When you enter the Stanley Cup playoff, you got a seven percent chance to win it, and that's not a big number. So talk to us, Dave, from your personal experience. Um, it, we know that the game's faster, the game's bigger, the game is more intense. But what is it like to actually be in a battle in the playoffs? Um, you know, and when things could go wrong, even if you're the bet the better team, you can end up losing. What's it like playing in that intense environment? Well, I think the Bruins have the experience, and they and the, and everybody in that lineup knows what it's like. I mean, basically, you're just ratcheting it up. Um, you know, you you get a uh, you know a regular season game where you you know you know, you have a little more time and space, the playoffs come and everything closes down even more. So everything's faster. Everybody's a step faster. Everybody's more physical. Everybody's taking the body. Everybody's finishing checks. And I think that's the difference in the playoffs is even your first and second line guys who normally aren't finishing checks are now finishing checks. And and it, it becomes a uh, it becomes a war. And that's basically what happens in, in the playoffs. And and Obviously, with Kachuk and in in uh, their defenseman there for Florida, um, you know they, they're gonna they're gonna physically try to you know physically beat up the Bruins, and um, I think the Bruins will handle it, and I think they always have, and and um, it's just you know again we talk about injuries, and you know if the Bruins stay healthy and, and their PK continues to do what they're doing, I think Florida will have a tough time. Yeah, and the Bruins, we've all criticized them uh, for being lack of physicality or fighting back in the playoffs and getting just ground down by the other team doesn't seem to be the case. I mean, Bruins have got so much depth now of guys that um, will drop the gloves, will stand up for the teammate. That seems to me, at least for me, the biggest hole the Bruins have filled for the playoffs. Does everybody agree with that? Well, obviously they picked up Hathaway and they and they have like a Fallbury. They have Carlo who can step up. They, you know, Clifton. I mean, these guys, no one's afraid to 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 drop the gloves, but I think think the playoffs isn't really about dropping your gloves. I think it's about the physical play. And, you know, can you match their physical play when they step it up and change momentum with physical play? And I think the Bruins have the the lineup in there now with Felino and these guys and puck possession guys with Coyle and you know, and I think that's a lot like that, that coil line can be such a, a, a dominant line, just puck possession, not scoring, but changing momentum of games. And I think that's why the Bruins are so tough all year, because they have guys that can do that, change momentum, change, you know, lean the ice the other way. And, um, you know, the Bruins crowd gets into it. And the next thing you know, they get a penalty or they get a power play and, and um, you know, the momentum of the game changes totally the other way. And Dave, just to take a look at uh, the rest of the playoff matchups, who are you most excited for <clears throat> other than the Bruins, if that was going to be your choice? Mine would be Toronto and Tampa. I think that would be a bloodbath. Who, who are you waiting to watch? 
Yeah, that's going to be an exciting uh, series, obviously, they from last year, too. And I think now they really hate each other. So that's always good to see. Um, I don't think you'll see a, a bloodbath type of series. I think you'll see a physical series. And I think come playoffs, you know, one power play, one one power play can change the momentum of a game and cost you a game. So you have to be smart um, when it comes to those type of things in the playoffs. But I think it's going to be a physical series. And, um, you know, especially the first couple of games, as it goes on game four, five, six, I don't, I don't think you can keep that level of play up, but um, it's going to, you know, and again, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning ahead to Colorado. Um, I just think, you know, I know that they lost uh, Landis Gog and and that's a huge loss, but McKinnon seems to just say, okay, it's my team now. And, and uh, you know, they have Taze on defense. They have, um, Macaw, I mean, they, 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 they're obviously the Stanley cup champions, so you still got to beat them. And I think it's, um, I think they're going to be a tough, they're going to be a tough out. And now I know that a lot of people, um, were giving shit to, to Bruce Cassidy, um, especially, um, with his exit last season, a lot of assumptions. We talked a little bit about that last season. Um, you could say maybe it was a coaching problem. You can assume whatever, but clearly it wasn't all coach Cassidy. You see the success he's had with the, very depleted uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights this season. Dave, what are your opinions on on Coach Cassie moving over and really finding success with another team? Oh, I think he picked a good team. I think, I mean, I think Eichel and you know is is, is healthy, um, so I think he's he's got a, a a really talented team there, and he knew that. Um, so you know, and obviously he's a good coach. He's he. he Coaches from the the, def, the defensive end out first, and I think that's a, what the one big thing he changed there was, you know, they've won a lot of two one three two games this year versus last year. You know, giving up four. Um, when you give up four, I mean, you're, you're very even three. It's a very difficult task to win. Hot, you know, when you play eighty two game schedules, I mean, look at the Bruins. I mean, they're giving up one or two every single night, and they're winning games three two or two one or three one. So. Um, you know, I think he's done a great job defensively there. They bought into it. And, um, you know, I mean, again, he was in Boston for a long time. And I think after six, seven years, I think a coach's voice is, is not heard anymore in this league. It's very seldom that it is. And uh, coaches need to move on. Well, it brings up uh, two points of just talking about other teams in general. First is Portarella in Philadelphia. He's got mounds and mounds of problem with some of the players there, you know, uh, benching a five million, you know, dollar player and all that, and then you got Pittsburgh, one of your former teams, not making the playoffs for the first time in a long time, and looks like they just—I mean, didn't they just get rid of their GM and assistant GM? I think Hextall's gone. Yeah, they cleaned pretty much cleaned house, and you know, um, I, I think that they, you know, they—they they were they're an older team, and they and they, you know, even, you know. But their, their secondary guys seem to struggle this year. Russ seemed to struggle this year. Um, uh, you know, they just didn't have the speed to win in this league on a consistent basis. And I think other teams got better. So New Jersey obviously got better in that division. And and the Islanders got better and healthy and, and had goaltending. So, you know, obviously they weren't – I mean, were they one point off of making a playoff season? So – I'm a little surprised they fired everybody, but again, I'm not surprised in, in today's day and age, you know, um, but uh, you know, that they're, you know, Crosby's, you know, not getting any, any, any younger and neither is Malkin. And I think at some point, you know, they're going to have to reassess and, and um, 
and 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 built and rebuild. And what about Tortorella? What are your thoughts on Philadelphia? Changes need to be made, either staff or players. What's going on in Philadelphia? You think? Well, it's the same same thing every everywhere he goes. It seems like the same thing. I don't know. I, I you know obviously he's a lot of the players don't like him. A lot of players don't like playing for him, but. They did have a much better year this year than last year. So, um, and I think it's the culture he's trying to change. So, um, you know, obviously I think he stays another year and, and, um, you know, then maybe at some point they, they make a change, but you know, obviously they had a much better year and and he's done a good job. So, you, you, you know, I mean, coaches aren't there to be your friends. I think that's a lot of players today don't understand, but I mean, look at what Montgomery's done and, and, He's got a little more of that friendly attitude with the players, and he's done okay. So, now I know they've been hot as recent, Dave. But just to talk about other teams and and kind of do they need changes? You look at the Edmonton Oilers; they have two of the best players in the league, Drysdale McDavid. Um, I know that last year, I think it was last year that they made it almost all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, had fallen to Colorado. But do you think that that club needs to change something? Do you think McDavid would leave eventually? Because at some point, you have two of the best players in the league. Obviously, that doesn't mean you're going to win games. You have to have depth. But if you can't win with those two guys in their primes, that's a huge issue. Do you see McDavid leaving? Do you think it's more of just need to change at the GM, kind of what uh, Pittsburgh's doing? What's your opinion on Edmonton? You know, I, I think that, you know, I think they got a really good team. And I think that, that again, I think it's just defensively and goaltending. And, you know, you could have the best two players in the world, but if you don't, you don't, you know, if you're not strong in those two suits, I don't think it has anything to do with anything, but you got to get goaltending and you got to, you know, and they have done that. I mean, they traded for Ekholm and obviously the goaltending has been better. So, but, you know, they're going to have a hell of a matchup with LA in this first series again. And, um, if Fela comes back and plays in that series, I think they're going to have a tough time beating them. But if he doesn't, I think they'll, they'll win that series. So, um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's tough to win in this league and it's tough to win Stanley cups. I, you know, I know they have two of the best players in the world, but you're talking about 20 guys on a team and, you know, I'm sure Bergeron and Marshawn are going to be, you know, kind of X'd out by, by Barkoff and, in their first line. So it's going to be the second tier guys that win series and win games. So, you know, I mean, I know you're not going to stop McDavid and you're going to, you're not going to stop dry but you know, it's going to be the second, it's going to be their second tier guys that's going to win them series. And I don't, I, I think they're in it. You know, they've done a great job there. And I think that, you know, it's just hard to win a Stanley cup, Andrew. So, um, just because listeners know your brother Jack is on uh, one of the coaches for Ottawa. Ottawa had a strong start to the season. Kind of what's uh, what what kind of went wrong for the Senators here going into the last half of the season? Well, I think it was the midseason injuries that kind of did them in. They lost Norris and they lost, um, and then down the stretch they lost everybody. Basically, they lost Shabbat. They lost you know the other defensemen they traded for. Um, so injuries played a big part. I mean, they, they missed the playoffs by six points, eight points. And um, six, yeah. they had, a, they, they had, um, they had really a tough, tough bout with injuries and especially losing Norris for the whole season. That was a killer. Um, so uh, it's sometimes it's hard to, you know, but uh, as far as a good young team, I think next year they'll, they'll really make a good push. Um, 
And I think that they'll, I think them and the Sabres next year will, will be knocking on the door to, to make the playoffs next year for sure. Um, but I, I know, you know, three coaches here have got relieved of their duties in the last couple of days. So maybe Jack gets an opportunity to, 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 to interview and talk to some of these guys and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So uh, do you remember who those three are? Cause I'm uh, out of the loop on that one. Columbus, um, Columbus, uh, Dallas and Anaheim and Washington. So four, four coaches. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Prediction time. And we won't do it because we didn't really play the game and you played it professionally at the highest level, Dave. So we'll start with you. Um, Florida versus the Bruins. Obviously Bruins win by how much? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Bruins in, 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 um, five or six, five or six. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, that was me. Uh, Bruins win it four four one. Now, um, moving on, do you think Toronto, uh, and Tampa going to be great? We talked about that. Any prediction or is it just a total toss up of does Tampa think- turn it on? I think that's going to be a, a series where if Toronto can beat them, they're going to beat them in four or five. If it goes six or seven, I think Tampa wins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope Tampa beats Toronto. You know, Toronto has like an amazing record. I read just a quick stat that like, it's pretty amazing that a team can not go past the first round of the playoffs this many times, as many years in a row consecutively. They had passed that record last year. So if they can't get it past this year, I mean, just talking about another team real quick, do you think that they blow the front office up there too, Dave? Or do you think you don't really touch Toronto? Because they are deep, but they're not winning when it counts in the playoffs. Yeah, I, you know, but this team's a, it's a new year and it's a different team. So I, I do think that – I do think they're going to get by Tampa this year. I, I just have a feeling that they've have, they have enough secondary score in there this year. Um, but again, it, it, you know – with point being healthy, uh, Tampa's a, a tough out. And, um, uh, you know, I just don't know if Tampa just has played so much hockey over the last few years that they just run out of gas, it seems like now, you know. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Again, it's, it's, it's goaltending, and you can't bet against Tampa's goaltender. Oh, well, I think sure. the new guy, you know, too, is already injured and out for the playoffs, I think. So, yeah, they got to stay healthy. So we won't jinx it and ask for the Stanley Cup prediction, but let's go the final two teams. Do you say Boston and Colorado? That's what I'm going to predict. Yep, that's those are the two teams I think will get there. Well, it's going to be exciting. And, of course, as we get to the next playoffs, Dave, if you are be kind enough, we'll have you jump on. And whoever, you know, if the Bruins move on, we'll uh, have another episode and preview that if you're okay with that. Yeah, let's just hope that, uh, you know, this President's Cup team doesn't do what every other one has done. And, oh, and no. You know, nervous. <laughs> I, yeah, it, and it's almost like they just can't, right? But here we are, Bruins fans going, they can't, they can't. And then we'll be like that Toronto fans when they were up 3-0 against the Bruins in the playoffs and the Bruins came back to win four games. So right, never say never. All right, Dave, hang on. We'll say quick goodbye off air, but okay. uh, we're going to wrap it up here. And thanks a lot, Dave, for joining us. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.